This is 680 CJOB. Welcome to the main ingredient on a beautiful Manitoba weekend. What's up for today's show? Have you heard of the Amsterdam Tea Room? Well, it's a restaurant and bar located in the heart of the Exchange District that serves Dutch-inspired food and tea, of course, and tea cocktails. So I went there last week with my friends Krista and Valet to meet up with Mark, one of the owners, and Chef Frank to find out what it's all about. So I have to, hey, let's cheers, everybody. We start off with the cheers. 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 Thanks for coming down. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah. You appreciate it. Right? So uh, the Amsterdam, this is beautiful inside. This is a gorgeous. The pictures online and stuff don't do it justice. It's really, it's really nice inside. So let's talk about, um, you look like a scotch and beer drinker to me. So when I see you promoting tea. Uh, Take that as a compliment. It is a compliment. Basically. Um, How did this come about? Um, I was... And obviously you are not from here. No, I'm not from here. From Scotland originally. I've yep. uh, been in the bar and restaurant industry a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was about six years ago. Well, it was about ten years ago I kind of decided I wanted my own place. So I just kind of got my head down, put some capital behind me. Uh, I was looking at Scotland at the time, uh, six years ago, to open a bar or a restaurant. And you were living there? Living yeah, there, I was living there. I yeah. lived in Glasgow for like 18 years. Yeah. And then I've got family here in Winnipeg. So I was also kind of looking here as well, yeah. and then I saw I was here six years ago for my grandma's 90th birthday, and then just fell in love with the exchange. Like it was my first time properly, like exploring here, drinking in the bars here as well. Yeah, and getting to know the city, getting to know the city a little bit more, and especially this area. And I saw the regeneration happening in this area, and I saw the potential this area had. Totally. And I thought it was a great time to get in, and I love this city as well. It's awesome. Um, so yeah, so jump ship and then came over in 2014 and then opened, found this location in 2016 and then operated as retail for a little bit and then got the, the permits, everything else in place, close to renovations and then opened Valentine's, Valentine's Day, yeah. Oh wow. 2017. 18. 18? Yeah. 2018. Year ago. Wow. Thanks Frank. <laughs> He's here to validate everything. Yeah. Honestly, he's, you've been here since day one, right? Uh, not really. Oh. Um, so I got in contact with Mark uh, through my cousin. Um, he was like, this guy's opening up a restaurant. Might need some help. With the, well, he had no chef in line or anything. Might, right? definitely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I came down and we were just talking. And then um, this summer I already planned on going working on a camp for my last year, my last summer. Um, so I helped him, trained his staff. Uh, actually, I did Valentine's Day opening for him. Um, left for the summer, whatever, and then, was it November 19th? I, or no, November 16th was my last day at camp. Came here, relaunched for November 20th, the new small share plates and whatnot, and so I've been here full-time since then. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Made a huge difference, because um, everything that I was doing up until that point, uh, when we had, because we originally were operating such a small fridge, yep. and the menu was quite limited, mm-hmm. even though Frank did an amazing job setting up the opening menu. Right. It was oh, still, you guys were food from the start? Food from the start. Yeah. Uh, but we were limited by the refrigeration space to right. like soup sandwiches, meats and cheeses, uh, and that was the one element of the business that I felt was kind of like lacking and not quite up to par and again kept in contact with Frank over the summer um, and then when he came on board we just so happened that it was the timing was right we got more storage space for refrigeration freezer space and then yeah Frank came on board and took the menu to the next level and 
Yeah, and we've seen a big difference since he came on board already. Like a lot of people are starting to talk about us, which is awesome. So what started like way back, going back with T? How'd you decide to start oh. with T? Yeah, so very much, it was kind of two routes I wanted to take. Um, I wanted to either do a very traditional whiskey bar, like Scottish whiskey bar, which is where a lot of my background is. But I also wanted um, to do like a European style licensed tea room. Or where you have like street cafe culture atmosphere, you have you can have amazing food, you can have mimosas during the day, you can have teas, cocktails, and I've got a strong cocktail background as well. So I really want to start experimenting and making like tea infusions, tea cocktails, that kind of thing. Uh, and with the tea trade as well, we also sell our teas loose leaf. So that really fit in with the Amsterdam tea room kind of like style and vibe because we again. We knew Holland and Amsterdam was very prolific back in the 16th century for bringing teas across to Europe, um, part of the East India Trading Company. So that really fit. And I mean, our favorite city is Amsterdam that has that European street cafe culture atmosphere. So it kind of just fit. Um, and it made sense to have a retail aspect when you've opened because we've never done, I've never done a business before. So having that retail side kind of just helps us through the quieter months as well. So the whole tea aspect was not new to you at all. It's just another another part. Of I knew a little bit about tea. Yeah. Um, more the kind of the classic Scottish way, which is like strong black tea with <laughs> lots of milk, lots I'm of sugar. Yeah. Like, but yeah, yeah. I'll I'll my, my dad would call it builder's tea. Um, but the one tea that my dad did put me onto was like the Lapsang Souchong, which yeah. is a smoked tea. So that really got me kind of like more interested in loose leaf tea. Yeah. And then just before we opened as the retail store, which we had to to get this location. We went, well, went down to Vegas for the World Tea Expo, mm -hmm. um, which allowed us to meet a lot of small-scale farmers and suppliers, and we did a lot of seminars when we were down there, yeah. um, which really kind of allowed, gave us a bit more credibility when we opened, right. and opened my eyes to the kind of the world of tea and the options that were out there. Right, so at, at that point, going to that seminar, you had already bonded the idea that you were going to wrap this place around tea. That's right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, so it was kind of, and we, we were kind of like, pushed because originally I was one of the planning to do anything for 2017 mm -hmm. but finding this location in 2016 it was kind of just like oh okay so we had to get the lease within like a week so I kind of quit my job we got the lease and then we opened the shop four weeks after that sure. ah. so it kind of happened fast so we didn't even have time to kind of think and it just kind of all kind of worked at the same time yeah that was it's pretty awesome almost, okay. almost three years ago <laughs> yeah yeah you worked at the King's Head too, right? That's right, yeah. Oh. How long did you work there? Uh, first year. So my first year here was like yeah. 2014, 2015. Uh, I did my research and I really, want, I really wanted to work at the King's Head. Yeah. I think I applied there eight times. Really? And they said no, they just, <laughs> just, kept, just, just kept showing up. It was like eight times over like six, seven, eight weeks. Yeah. Um, and like the owner at the time, like Jay. Um, yeah, Jay, I know Jay well. Yeah, so we stayed, we've stayed friends and stayed in touch. Yeah, and great he's guy. been amazing support for this place for as sure. well. Um, and I think I got a job somewhere else, which I wouldn't say where it was, but it was, it was awful. And then I tried again one more time. And then I walked in and then Jay and May were there and they just started laughing and they were just like, so our bartender just handed his notes in. Um, so then that's how I got the job there. And I loved it and I've still got great connections there still. Um, and it was, again, because it was such an established business. And working there for a year really allowed me to see how the exchange works and I learned so much as well when I was there. Yeah, for sure, because awesome. they were here when nothing was here. That's like, right. Way back, yeah. I've known him since I was 18. Oh, and really? Then, yeah, and then they, oh. he opened it, and there was nothing around here, and we're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's a cool area, but there's nothing yeah. else. And he's like, no, 
gonna make it work, gonna make yeah. it work. And then, you know, he like, did. Yeah, he did make it work. Yeah. Like there are a lot of times where it was, yeah, that was the only thing to go to. So now it's nice that there's a lot of great things to go yeah. to. You know, if, the, if that's too busy, well, here. And then that's well, just here. It brings more people to the area, which helps everybody, right? 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's break time. I know, I know, but it's got to be done. But when we return, we're going to talk more with Mark and Frank from the Amsterdam Tea Room and get into what Frank has in store on their new menu. Back shortly. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the main ingredient. The Amsterdam Tea Room is where I went last week with Valet and Krista. Crazy selection of teas from all around the world. And the best thing is they use them to create tea cocktails. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about the return of Chef Frank McCann and the menu he has created. So now that Frank is back... We're, gonna, we're focusing on food. What kind of food are we focusing on? What's the deal with that? Um, so I did quite a bit of research for Dutch food. Um, unfortunately, we don't have like deep fryers and, you know, open flame because they like to eat a lot of sausage. And you can't have fried. open flame in here, man? No, no, unfortunately <laughs> not. Um, so doing my research, uh, trying to find food, A, that I can do in a space like this. Mm-hmm. Um with the equipment that I have, but also the produce that we have in Manitoba, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do like to go as local as possible. So winter, for example, there's not much to choose from, right? There's lots of root veggies that you can find and kind of the old school way of cooking where you put in a cellar, like all your your root veg and produce from the, sp- or the fall, you just put in your root cellar and slowly eat at that. Mm-hmm. So the first menu was based off Dutch, but also wintertime and my style. Mm-hmm. In my style, I like to do small share plates. I don't like going to a place and order appetizer, main, dessert. Mm-hmm. I like to go order five, six things, and then yeah. we all share. Because yeah, we yeah. talking all the time, right? And it's you get like, to try more than yeah. one thing, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that was the idea, and I mean, I'd opened uh, Close Co. Oh, well, yeah. 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 So I was there for the first two years. Really? Yeah. Wow, which had met you then, because I interviewed. Yeah, I was the there. Well, yeah, during that time. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like so small, eh? It's it crazy. Twelve seats. Yeah. So, and that was another it's reason. Tiny, but it's great. Yeah, oh, wow. and it's yeah. same style of food. Yeah. Um, and my buddy Dustin is cooking there now, so that's yeah. great. Um, so that was another reason Mark was like interested, right? Because I had done this small, you know, we, the menu's pretty big and pretty much everything's made from scratch. Right. And we only have that tiny little area. Right, so you have to have someone experienced who can manage that. Plus manage being watched as they're doing things. Like you basically yeah. are entertaining as you're doing stuff. You yeah, as much as I can. Some, sometimes, uh, <laughs> you know, my head's down sound. and you I'm sorry. All of a sudden, hey, what are you doing? I'm busy right now. Don't to me, right? You know what I mean? You gotta be kind of a showman too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's probably the hardest part for me is sure. the, the interaction with other people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know it's fun. I mean, we all help each other out too. Like, I'm starting to bartend a little bit more, oh, like we're making drinks at least. Yeah. Uh, we all wash dishes, we all help. Well, you kind of got it. Yeah. It's right there. And so yeah. like, hey, can I have a, nah, man, I'm just a cook. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just a chef, I, I don't do that. Just gonna sit Just wait for Mark, he's gonna be back in a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless you're asking me about tea, then you gotta wait for Mark, because wow. I'm, I'm slowly, <laughs> yeah. I'm slowly starting to learn, but yeah, he's. Yeah, there's a lot going on there as well. Yeah. yeah. 
And we're finding a lot of our regulars and customers who keep coming back, even people who find us for the first time and they're sitting at the bar, it's becoming like a really popular place to sit. Because mm -hmm. comments we're getting is there's very, very few places that you can sit, like especially in the middle, and watch your food being made, watch your drinks being made, mm -hmm. watch the guy cleaning up and doing the dishes, watch the like you get to see everything laid out in front of you. Right. Um, and and you very, want to. Like, yeah, it's oh, something yeah. that you want to see, not like some places you go and you don't want to see. It. Oh yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> just like, <laughs> keep that dog one. Yeah, yeah. totally right. <laughs> just don't make me sick today. <laughs> <laughs> totally, just yeah. You know, I don't see how it's made. I just want to see the end result. Eat and get out. Yeah, right. yeah. You, obviously, it's not like that. Um, you guys sell the tea. Oh, like people come in here just to purchase tea. Yep, and leave. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, so our, our daytimes are more kind of like geared towards that. We have like. Like good lunches, like especially with the new menu Frank's bringing in. Um, when right now it's kind of separated, so we have like a lunch menu and an evening menu, which switches at four. But with the new menu, we're going to have one menu for day and night. So then people can come in for like that, and we want to have people just come in for a nice, relaxed lunch. We don't want to do that grab and go kind of lunch. So people can come in, have mussels, have beef tartare, and have like a nice, good. Fun, relaxed lunch, mm -hmm. or I have work meetings, that kind of thing. Yeah. And we find in the like the early morning, the like kind of mid afternoon, people are coming in and buying the retail, so doing the retail stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, and then the evening switches to more of the restaurant feel and restaurant vibe. Um, and then on the weekends, we're starting to bring in live music around about 9:30 as oh, well. Nice, yeah. So then that kind of like some people like we had like a few ladies who had like a really nice meal. They were here at six, and then the music started at 9:30, and then they ended up staying till midnight. And they were like the last, they were like almost first That's people awesome. in, last people out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so that'd be me. <laughs> I just see. Yeah. One, just a quick one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometime in my near future. Yeah. <laughs> we can't hear it, yeah. Okay, so you're going to make three dishes tonight. So four, actually. Four no. dishes? Yeah. So we're going to start with the beef tartare. Yeah. Um, so I take, it's called the petite tender. So it's actually out of the shoulder. Um, it's just as tender as your tenderloin. Mm -hmm. In the Netherlands, they have pureed raw beef, mm -hmm. not, yeah. So pureed raw beef with raw white onion and then a raw egg yolk on top. And, and that's, how they, that's how they serve their, their tartare. Oh, wow. So I'm taking it my version. Um, so it's literally just onions and egg served tartare form, but we have three different preparations and variety of onion. Oh. So we got crispy shallots, raw green onion, pickled red onion mm. mixed in. And all together? Then all together with the beef. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then it's topped with deviled egg. So you have cooked and emulsified. And then shaved egg yolk, like cured egg yolks, yep. shaved on top of that. So it, you literally have three different styles. I'm understanding why Mark is like, yeah, Frank, man, Frank. Yeah, yeah. and then it's yeah, served with man. egg and onion bread. So oh, a yeah. fragasa. So it's, yeah, it's got green onion and it. it's delicious. I'm it's trying awesome. to listen, but now I'm really. Yeah, don't worry, you'll be able to try it in a bit. Yeah, we're doing. Uh, beets and peaches, so braised beets and peaches with some ricotta, uh, and then the dressing is essentially honey, champagne vinegar, and orange juice. Mm -hmm. But there's about ten different steps from the start. So I take that liquid and I braise the beets in it, and then I braise the peaches in it, and then I have to adjust it and then reduce that into the dressing which then gets reduced in the pan with the beets and peaches to order. So like, there's so many steps, but you're, while you're braising it, you're taking out some of the beet flavor, you're taking some of the beets, you know, so it's just, it changes. And then there's some oregano in there as well, just to kind of throw you off. Uh, but then it's, yeah, just a little warm salad with, with ricotta on the side, mm -hmm. very simple.
news, sports, and weather, the three most important things to all Manitobans. That's coming up next, and then more with Mark and Chef Frank from the Amsterdam Tea Room. Be right back. Hey, everyone. Thanks for sticking around for more Main Ingredient. Mark Turner, the owner of the Amsterdam Tea Room, located at 211 Bannatyne Avenue in the Exchange District, and his chef Frank McCann were gracious enough to welcome me and a couple of my friends in their restaurant for a little show-and-tell. They work in the same space making drinks and food, and I have no idea how they do it. My kitchen is like five times the size of that, and I can't even cook hot dogs. <laughs> so I'm wondering how you're doing all that magic. It's, yeah, it's, uh, that's the hardest part is, especially because we're open all day, yep. is trying to find time to actually get all this done. Yeah, you must have to prep, make sure you're prepped. Well, that's yeah. the whole, with a small kitchen, it's yep. all about prep. Right. It's your mise en place. If you don't have that, you're, you're done. You're, yeah. yeah. Um, you're not prepared. No. So those two are staying, and then the third dish that's staying for the new menu that, uh, still working on but um it's local sausage from the dogs run in clearwater manitoba they barely feed their pigs it's pretty much all forage Mm -hmm. Uh, and you can really taste that in the meat Mm. um i don't take any credit for the sausage that's all them and i'll you know i give them all the credit yeah um smart enough to choose it so whatever right yeah so serve that with kind of a dutch latke if you will potato pancake um but the way that theirs came about, it's called a stamp out. Usually it's leftover mashed potatoes and whatever veg you had from the night before. You just mix them together, fry them in a pan, right? And then that's your side dish. Obviously ours aren't, we make ours specifically for that dish, but it's a kale stamp out uh, with a little bit of jus, homemade sauerkraut on top. Uh, it's that one's very Dutch. Um, it's, a little, it's probably our heaviest dish, mm-hmm. um, but still, if you got your, for people that want meat and potatoes, you know, we do have an option for you. So those ones are presently on, they're on the menu. Now, now. yeah, and then uh, gonna keep going because they are probably our three top sellers as well. Oh, I was just about to ask you how that, how they yeah. received. And well, and they're probably three of my favorite to eat. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry about the biting your food, man. But yeah, yeah, yeah there, there you go. go. Yeah, um, and then we're gonna try out um, my version of a vegetarian carbonara, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's squid ink gnocchi uh, with mushrooms, asparagus, uh, egg yolks, and then ricotta salad on top. Sounds delicious. There's a little twist in there. It's not your traditional tossed in raw egg yolk to yeah, like emulsify, okay. but yeah, that's, that's the idea. So we're gonna try that one out today as well. See how we do. Nice. No one's tried it yet? Uh, we have. Oh, okay. Uh, that's on the Travelocity one. Oh, yeah. okay. uh, And I did do a version a couple weeks ago, but with pork, like an actual oh, okay. more carbonara style. Yep. But I wanted more vegetarian options. To me, mushrooms are meaty, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. in that sense, it's like almost eating pancetta or whatever, uh-huh. right? So that's the route we're going to go with that and hopefully it tastes good. I'm excited. That's awesome. And so, and cocktails as well, tea cocktails. Yes. Well, yeah. I have to... Frank, Frank, <laughs> like, don't leave that out. Frank, like, you made me fall in booze, Mark. I put booze in shakers and make cocktails. I just thought we were going to get up from the table and you wanted to chat for a second about the cocktails. Yeah, she knows me. Once he started with the food, I, I forgot about everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, so like with my cocktails, I've got a quite strong cocktail background as well. Um, and 
I try and keep my cocktails here as simple as possible because we use the teas and the flavor of the teas to impact mm -hmm. into the cocktail. And I like simple cocktails anyway, like kind of like martinis, like that kind of thing. So we get the tea into the cocktail through kind of like infusions, uh, either into the spirit or into the kind of the sugars or just using the straight tea itself. Um, so for example, like even our like household fashioned, which um, is a little kind of like twist. So we actually use a rum base. So we use a good diplomatico rum for our old fashioned. Uh, we use a smoked tea sugar, so a lapsang sugar, uh, which is where the tea element comes into it. And then we just use chocolate bitters. And then we actually just finish it with a burnt orange oil. Uh, it's been a really big hit, actually. It's tasty. I'm not yeah. an old-fashioned guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's tasty. And some people have like said, well, like they expect when they expect an old-fashioned, they expect like a bourbon mm -hmm. right. based old-fashioned, which is not because I knew like from my research a long time ago. Um, back in the day, like old-fashions were just uh, using a base spirit and then the addition of bitters and sugar because it was like a really kind of like harsh tasting spirit. Like, which a lot of them were like kind of moonshiny kind of style. So you go up to your bartender and say, oh, can I get a gin or can I get a whiskey the old fashioned way? And when I found that, I was like, oh, okay. So then I was like, I want to do a rum one. And then oh, wow. this is what we kind of came about with. Um, that's been a big seller. We've got also our Old Grain Safari, which again has been huge. Again, it's just really, really simple. We infuse uh, Old Grey tea from one of our fade trade farms into gin and then literally just add fresh lemon and sugar. So again, very, very simple, but we let the, kind of the tea impact the flavor and a lot of feedback, because a lot of people haven't really seen kind of tea cocktails yet. Right. Um, and they're just kind of like, all these new flavors are kind of coming at them. And like, we just let the tea itself just do the talking. Um, one of the new cocktails we're doing, and like with the new menu coming up as well, we're gonna do some new cocktails. So we're trying to kind of, do a bit more, get a bit more technical with our ingredients. So I think one of the ones I'll be making later is our Amsterdam licorice. So again, like one of our house teas, which is the Amsterdam licorice tea. So kind of like a black tea, so we use that tea. We also have uh, black sambuca in that one. And also activated charcoal and egg white. So again, it's really kind of like rich, dark. I mean, obviously if you don't like licorice, then it's probably not the drink for you. But the name's in the title. Um, and that's one we've just been playing with. So if I make one for you guys, it doesn't work. Don't judge me. <laughs> Everything works, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he doesn't know us very Everything works. Don't worry about it. Nice. <laughs> but I just like the idea of having a fresh drink with tea in it. You know what I mean? Nice. Sometimes there's some great teas out there that are really refreshing. So that oh, yeah. blend that in with And we've actually, and unfortunately, because I've not prepared today but we're starting what went to the cocktail menu and eventually as we do dip more and more menus and as we develop um, we're going to bring more of Frank's cooking across because because we're like working side by side yep. and we're working so close together um, I'm taking a lot of inspiration and from Frank's cooking so a couple of our new cocktails do kind of have bases around his dishes oh, so awesome, we're yeah. doing like a green tea again martini mm -hmm. so again just like infusing the vodka with uh, green tea and roasted rice but we also are serving it with uh, crispy kale, like which Frank uses for his stamp pots, mm -hmm. which again just melts into the mouth. So you would take the crispy kale first, then you would have that kind of like mouth feel, that flavor in your mouth, and then the first two or three sips of the cocktail really kind of bounce out well with that. That's awesome. That's so good. We're, we're going in that direction. Um, I wish I had that prepared for you. No, no, whatever. But I guess that's probably a thing that you're going to have to not only introduce to customers, but kind of uh, teach right. them. 
you know how you can actually get the, the most out of both dishes at the same time that's right yeah the, the drink and the complements each other yeah, yeah. so it's like yeah, a much. pairing yes right? yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. i wish i could truly explain to you how tasty and refreshing mark's tea cocktails truly are the only way you're going to know is to go to the amsterdam tea room and try one he's going to talk more about them when the main ingredient returns everybody, welcome back to the last segment of The Main Ingredient with Mark Turner and Frank McCann from the Amsterdam Tea Room. And earlier we were talking about the time Mark spent working across the street at the King's Head Pub. Do you find it strange? A lot of people know you from working over there that now you're... They do, and it's, it's been really nice actually. A lot of my regulars from the King's Head remember me there. Yeah. And like, even after I left the King's Head and kind of came here, I was like... I was still kind of like there and had people coming over visiting me, even during the retail side, yeah. uh, which has been really nice. Um, yeah, good. And we've had comments as well from some of my regulars now with Full Swing here. And there's something that I really want to do with the cocktail menu, just like Frank with his prep, with his food. Yep. All of our work in the cocktails is done in the prep side because I want all my cocktails to be made within about a minute. Because right. I've had experience in other cocktail bars where you've got a table of four and everyone orders like a different drink and they end up waiting 15, 20 minutes. Right, because yeah, there's a lot of work involved yeah. in every drink, right? So I want my drinks to go out like all at the same time and fast, so you should get your round of drinks within five minutes. Wow, that's pretty good, especially minutes. with the stuff that's involved in the drinks that you're making. Right? Yeah. So that's nice. Like Life Awards. Yeah, like Life Awards. Yeah, you've been nominated for an award. I'm wondering yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. fingers crossed. It's yeah. pretty good, right? You're just over a year old, just over a year? A year? Yep, yep, just over just a year. And just, not yeah. even for the restaurant side, like yep. which is where like Frank came in in November, so mm-hmm. we've not even going for six months. Mm-hmm. Um, on this restaurant and the food side, which is which is really having Frank come on board has got us that nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we're really we're really honoured actually. Uh, and we're even amazed that we made it through the first round of voting mm-hmm. uh, and made it to the top five. Right, because so right, there's a bunch that they, 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 they make a list and include everybody, and then you right. get weaned out based on votes, right? Yeah. So yeah. every week you're kind of checking to see if, okay, it's smaller, smaller, and now you're actually still there when the actual yeah. award is being presented, which is huge. That's like winning. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, as you say, exactly, we feel like we've all begun. That's a win for us already. So, and we're up against some like good restaurants and big names as well. Yeah. Um, like kind of Becero, I think, so up there as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's got Bagshaw restaurant, so. Yeah. Yeah, just being kind of up there is like huge for us. Yeah, have you guys gone to the boards before, like physically gone to them? No, I've been nominated actually for Close Co. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was in the same category. Yeah. Um, but obviously I couldn't make it that night. Like Man at Morgan. Yeah, exactly, right? right. Uh, and we didn't win that year. I forget who won, but um, nevertheless, yeah. So I've never actually been. That's really well done. Yeah. It's good times. So yeah. let's say this works hardcore, like this, this formula works. Yeah. And you know, you said maybe you'd delve into the canvas thing. Would you do this somewhere else? Would you do this concept again somewhere else? Like to, whether it's, it's like, in Winnipeg or I mean Frank would just like one one day at a time. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'd eat cleaners first. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah the, the list of things to do is it, it would be it'd be awesome. Um, to kind of like do that. Um, yeah, we've like kind of like talked a lot about kind of where we want to go, but right now it's really we just want to focus because that's the other thing as well. Like that I'm learning really quickly with business is don't look, don't look too far in the future and make too many plans too far ahead. Are you really you really want to just take your time and make sure what you're doing now is you're doing it right and you're doing it well and you're doing it the best to your ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in by doing that you can even see that's how. You, Create repeat custom. That's how we do kind of do well now. 
and that's also how we don't go crazy. <laughs> I'm saying that you got, yeah, we already have enough to manage here, more yeah. thinking about future things. Yeah. It's almost like, this is going to sound really dumb, but like football. You know, when you yeah. see receivers, they're about to catch the ball, but they're already looking upfield. What happens? They drop the ball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you got to focus on your tasks at hand now, do that properly. One step at a time. Right. Yeah. Bingo, right? Yeah. yeah. So. And yeah, and that's what we want to do is set this place up as a template though. So when we want to make sure everything's right here, so just take a time and, and like enjoy it as well. Um, yeah, keep stress levels down as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. That's good. Oh, like I said, the space is, hey, what about the logo? How'd you come up with that logo? <laughs> Uh, actually, it's a friend of ours who's a graphic designer who we yeah. kind of took on board because yeah. we were looking at the Amsterdam Tea Room, or sorry, the, the Amsterdam Coat of Arms, which is actually fun also. It's like the, the shield, which is exactly what that is. Mm -hmm. um, Very clean, I like it. Yeah, and then we were trying to figure out how to incorporate that into the logo. And then, like Raph, like Raph Kozak, he's awesome. Like, he kind of just looked at the Coat of Arms and he just was like, and just made it into a teacup. <laughs> and we're like, so crazy. Up, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what four years of <laughs> school does. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, it's really good. And it's, and it's clean, like, we like the colors. Like, it's, it's memorable, which we really mm -hmm. like as well. Totally. And that again, we got another the black t-shirt. Yeah. A killer. So yes. you guys have buttons. Would you yeah. guys have gear? It's on the to-do list. Yeah. Oh, dude, you'll sell a ton of that, right? Yeah. People get in here, they'll want the gear, it'll be really yeah. nice. Yeah. And we want to, we want to do it again, do it right, do like nice t-shirts, but keep it like, like, like literally almost like a button pin, but just like as the logo here, or maybe at the back of the neck or something. Right. Not, not all big and plastered. Yeah. Like my shirt right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now we can, unless you want to ask, well, something that we're going I'm to. I'm good, I'm, I'm excited for the food. There's also drinks coming. So. Oh, yes. yeah. oh, yes. yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Be excited for those as well. Okay, for the food. Yes. If, if we, when we leave here and somebody wants to, us to describe what the food is, how would you briefly describe what your, your style is? I like to do, is? to me, a little bit more elevated food, but in a relaxed atmosphere. Like, that's, we've been talking about that, like, Come on in and eat some really good food, have some really good drinks, but have fun while you're here. Like, we're not, you know, you don't need suit and tie to come in, you know, like, we just want you to have a good experience, but you're going to have really good product from either one of us while you're sitting here. Yeah, essentially. And I do like, I've always liked more simpler style of food. Um, I don't do molecular gastronomy or anything. I don't know anything about that. Right. Or you get to um, simple ingredients, but put a little bit more effort into it to get the most out of it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And sometimes and so, uh, to me, it's more just let the product shine and enhance it right. as, much, as, as best as you can. But yeah. The best part of this job is getting to go to places like the Amsterdam Tea Room and meeting guys like Mark and Frank. Great location, great service, great food and great drinks. It's one of my new favorite spots. And I dare you to go there and tell me you don't love it. What's up next week? I welcome author and chocolate travel specialist Doreen Pengrass from chocolatier.net. Talk to you next week, everybody. This is 680 CJOB.